Welcome to the Mile 99 interview with your host, Jessica Harris, Mike Turner, and Greg Larkin. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the trails. See you out there. See you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mile 99 interview. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Harris. The Mile 99 interview is a place to hang out with like-minded folks in our running community, share our stories, successes, and your deepest trail secrets. (laughs) This is also the place to get the latest in local race news and find out what's going on in our community. We record live on Zoom and Facebook, one take, no breaks, and unlike what you say in your running groups, what is said here is on the record. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Turner. Greg Larkin is probably at the airport right now. We might see him pop in here in a little bit, but he is on his way to an East Coast race. Huge thank you to all our Mile 99 um, listeners who contributed to his fundraiser. We really appreciate you guys. And I have Mike Turner here. Mike Turner, how are you doing? Good. How's it going over there? I, you know, I'm excited. uh, Just as, I mean, summer's here, June's here, Western States is here. So many races going on, uh, so much to do, Sarah. I'm pretty excited. I was in uh, San Diego last week, hanging out with John Trent and the crew running San Diego. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Here's me on the PCT. Pretty exciting. It's such a good picture. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was kind of a beautiful weather. Cool, seasonally cool. I love that. Speaking of cool, we were both at Cool Moon Trail Run last weekend. I was working the overnight shift, and I think, Turner, you did a Friday setup. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. That was really good race. Martin Sango just really knows how to make people feel nothing like a Sango hug at the end of a, a good push like that. So that was really fun. All right. We got lots going on. We, of course, want to deeply thank our Patreon members and hope that you're enjoying the content um, that we're putting out. And as a big thank you, and as we near our 99th episode here at Mile 99, we have June post shows for free. So if you have any questions tonight, hang on to them. Join our post show. Just stay on Zoom or jump back on Zoom, and we can get your questions answered by the big trio themselves here for Western States. So thank you guys for always supporting us and tuning in. And as thank you, we're going to make sure that your post show questions are answered. We also have a couple new Patreon members. We have Anne, Lore, and Martin Sango. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And what a good, good event you guys put on last weekend. So we're super thankful for you. We also have people supporting us on Venmo. Our um, handle is at the Mile 99 interview. If you love what you're seeing, throw us a couple of dollars our way. Um, we really appreciate it. And we do everything we can to give back and keep the lights on around here. So if you see any glitches tonight, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, We also have a giveaway tonight with one of our sponsors in Gingy, the best performance toe socks around. So at 7.30 tonight, we're going to announce two winners who will be getting an Ingingy bundle. We're not going to take any giveaway um, people during our interview. Go check out our Instagram and see the giveaway post and join there. You have until 7.29 to... um, to participate, then we'll, we will call that out. Phew, lots of Mile 99 news, but I'm ready for some community news. Mike Turner, what you got? Before that, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm so great. My kids are out of school, and I'm one of those kids who just really, or parents that really loves their kids home for summer break. I just sit and stare at them. They're getting so big, so I'm really happy, and I'm uh, my job is an in-home Childcare providers. So <laughs> when the teachers are off, I'm busier. So we are very busy here 16, 17 kids here a day, keeping them busy swimming, hiking, parks, all that good stuff. So really enjoying the summer already. Yeah, that is super. You're one of the parents that loves their kids home. A lot of parents like, like them in school. <laughs> they probably, my kids like to be at school. They're like, Mom, stop staring at us. Huh. So with the news, uh, the newsroom is actually, speaking of our giveaway, the newsroom is sponsored by Injinji. So here, you know, these guys, they're, they're the innovator in their original performance toe sock. We're all big fans of those socks here in the show, preventing blisters, keeping your feet dry, keeping your toes spread out, whether you're running or hiking. 
just a great, a great, they're great products. They have a new line of artist design series right now with, I know that uh, you guys picked up some Jessica recently. They have cactuses on them and cool, cool designs in there. Still the same great sock. The current collection is uh, by an artist, Keegan McFarland, the Canyons collection, which is a probably appropriate for Western states. You're going to get that in there. So, you know, check them out. You go to the website. You can put our uh, ngenji.com backslash mile 99. Put in your email, get your 15% off, which is a good deal. And then you can go from there. So thank you, Ngenji, for sponsoring this episode. So the news, Jessica, you mentioned your kids are home. The state parks this week, the 14th through the 18th, there's so many free events throughout the whole state of California. So check out the park's website. We'll throw up the link to that. But they have all kinds of events all over the park. So it's a great way to take your kids out and get them exposed to nature and, and trails and trail running. Also, obviously, Western States is coming up. We've been drumming up volunteers for the barbecue on Wednesday the 21st. So if you are free from 4 to 730 we still need a few more people to help out there. It's a great way to kind of meet just international runners. I went there last year. It's so fun to talk to people from all over the world and how they got here and where their running store was. It's really a great, a great time out there. A TBF has a bunch of cool stuff coming up for triathlon training. This weekend is a Broken Arrow. I saw Denver sporting a Broken Arrow shirt on the podcast. So Broken Arrows this weekend. Cool live streaming is going to be happening with those guys. Inside Trail has events coming up. Western States, there's always time to do, to jump in and volunteer. There's always a need for more bodies at Western States, and it's never, it's always just a good time. Uh, trail work is still ongoing, even after States, as I understand, but we'll get into that. There's still a need for trail work all summer. I mean, it's just so much going on. with The trail will take years of heavy work before we get it, you know, back to manageable so there's a link for that we can put out there. Then, then you know, after June is TRT in July. You know, Greg's running the 100 miler, and uh, we'll be out there as well. Uh, Blood, sweat, and beers is happening in Auburn. It's a local favorite. We all love that one. In August, all kinds of stuff. So Jessica, a lot is going on here. So much. I'm like copy pasting links. There's so much going on. Volunteer for this and races for that. It's but we know why you guys are here. We know. So we're going to get right into it. Um, we're going to talk to Craig and Diana and Topher from Western States Endurance Run, the 50th running. We're going to introduce all of them and see what they do for the race. Craig, welcome back. I don't know how many times, but welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Ten days out, it's uh, pretty busy. As an organization, we're you know scrambling to get the course ready and and deal with uh, last minute logistics with. Um, you know, the crew access changes and shuttles. So it's it's quite busy right now, uh, but I'm, I'm glad to be here and I appreciate you guys. I definitely appreciate you volunteering to do the barbecue. I also asked Greg to help with Starlink at uh, Red Star. So maybe that's why Greg's not on today because he's afraid uh-huh. I'm going to do something else. Sunday's free, as far as I know. He doesn't have a job on Sunday, so. Hey. But I appreciate you guys jumping in to help with the barbecue. Yeah, of course. Um, I had such a wonderful experience with um, Jim hooking me up with an international runner uh, two years ago that I really feel passionate about welcoming those people because it's just, it's what makes Western States, Western States. It's just a wonderful experience. Um, So yes, thank you, Craig, for making time for us 10 days before the race. Diana, how are you? Welcome back. I'm doing well, and thank you for having us again. It's good to be back. Uh, and yeah, thank you for doing this for the running community. First, congratulations on last weekend. Fourth place at a race. Pretty good. Thank you. It was fun. Uh, yeah, the Dipsy, for those people who don't know what the race is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Dipsy, not Western States or a big ultra. It was Marin County's Dipsy. It's such a good race. If anyone is looking for a really good community feel. You passed me Memorial Day weekend on Sunday and I was like, man, she looks really fit. Not that you don't ever look really fit, but you were going up drivers and I was like, not going up drivers very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And you were um, running from working. So not, anyways, Uh, you passed me and you looked 
So I'm glad you had a good race. No, it was good. I felt good going into it. I took actually the summer, the winter off skied, but sometimes rest and time off is good. And it paid off in this case, just enough time that little bit undertrained uh, going into it was probably, you know, that probably paid off. Yes. If folks don't know, Diana, we all know your role, but what is your role for the folks that may not know you on some weird occasion? What is your role there as a president? Uh, so I'm president of the board. We have a 15 member board, um, and I'm president of the board. There operates a lot in committees. Um, and we have, uh, six meetings a year, um, and to report and talk about what's going on. Um, because a lot of things do happen, uh, obviously outside the board meetings in groups, uh, so that's how the board stays informed about uh, what's happening. And I kind of oversee the different committees and actually work pretty closely with Craig, just hearing what's happening on the race side. Awesome. Always great. Glad to have you. And Pulfer, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you. Great. Thank you. And, you know, I, I just have to say, because Diana is the most humble uh board president. What she didn't tell you is she's also a two-time Dipsy champion. She's one of the very few people who has black shirted and silver buckled in the same two-week span. And I think in that same two-week span also set the, the uh, she currently has the, the 60 and over uh, course record uh, on the Western States course. So you ladies that are 60 and over, um, feel free to come at it for Diana, but it's, it's impressive and, um, it's awesome to have her leadership and, and also, um, just a true, um, icon of the sport, uh, embedded in, into Western States. I'm, I'm a, a vice president on our executive committee on the board. So we're very closely with Craig and Diana often. This is my 25th year, a part of Western States in some way. So my first running of Western States is 1998. I've lined up uh, 10 times, finished seven, and I've uh, been a partner to the race through the brands that I've worked with, with the North Face for over uh, a decade. And then also with um, the Montreal brand and the Mountain Hardware brand were also sponsors of Western States in the past uh, in the 2000s and 2010. And then I've, I've served on the board since I think 2016. And I work in a lot of different areas like Diana and Craig, but uh, some particular areas I focus on are uh, specifically around working with all of our sponsors and, and partners. And we've got awesome sponsors and partners with the race. And also on our live broadcast, we're in our third annual live broadcast this year. And, um, and those are some of the areas that, uh, that I focus on in addition to some of the other uh, board work, which is, which is really what people I don't think realize is Western States is a year round. Um, it, it's, it's really a year round um, process in, in work uh, by uh, an enormous amount of volunteers. And so we're, we're, we're happy to, I'm happy to be on, on the board and, and um, be a part of the organization in this way. Thanks, Topher. You do so much. And you're a little bit not local to Auburn. So you're in the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm one circle away. Uh, I'm in the Bay Area. I was just, you know, Craig was giving me a hard time. He's like, hey, is it cold there in the Bay Area? And I said, hey, it's not hot. Uh, I live in Marin on the flanks of Mount Tamalpais. So, um, you know, this is this is our local mountain to get in shape for uh, any sort of other hilly terrain. But uh, we don't have heat the way Auburn and the foothills of California do. Do you have any recommendations from Bay Area runners who are running Western states on how to get ready? Before we dive well, into it, I mean. You can go, you, so, I mean, in the, in the Bay Area, obviously, it's microclimate uh, paradise here. So all you have to do is probably drive 10 miles north, just out of the fog zone. Make sure you go in the middle of the day, overdress, and start running uphill um, on, uh, on dirt, and you'll, you'll, you'll find the heat pretty quickly. So in particular, in, in the North Bay here, you know, Novato and some of those, those hills, Big Rock is a, is, a, is a great area. Dylan Bowman, another board member, lives close there. And, 
that's typically a hot area. Mount Diablo in the East Bay is a great spot as well. And just trying to get those middle of the day uh, runs in. If you're in the city, get out of the city and uh, come come hit the trails in, in, in the North Bay or, or the East Bay. Yeah, good good advice. Uh, I, I've heard that a lot over the years. You go out and you, you dress up with your sweaters and, and go run up hills. That's the old school heat training advice we've gotten for years. So uh, cool deal. Well, let's jump right into some some stuff, Craig. The course, maybe talk about, you know, obviously fire fire and the work and the snow and the trail work. Uh, where, how is the course looking? Well, for those of you on Facebook or Zoom, my background is from June 5th. The red line is the course. It's a snow layer from on Caltopo. Uh, so you can see there's um, there's quite a bit of snow right on the course. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the fire fire mitigation went really well as as John Katz and I discussed when we were on with you three weeks ago. Uh, that work in the Forest Service area went really well, in the state area went really well, on the private land above Cal Street it went really well, and then of course the winter atmospheric storms came and massive amounts of snow. Uh, the rain damaged Mosquito Ridge Road, which is our access to the southern part of the course. So there'll be no crew access to Duncan Canyon or Dusty Corners this year. Um, and the snow is still holding on. It's still, um, still got a grip on some of our access roads to the high elevation aid stations, Lion Ridge and, and Red Star. We're, we're making progress here and we still have 10 more days and a lot will happen in, in the 10 days. The, the road to Lion Ridge is being plowed right now, which is uh, rare. Uh, that goes through the Cedars from, from Soda Springs. Um, Chaz, who's the director of Canyons, is the captain of that aid station. He's been He's been on the horn and using all his connections to try to get get snow removal equipment up there. And that's happening uh, right now. Uh, Red Star Ridge is our other challenging aid station. Um, and we are going to put a lot of effort this weekend on trying to bust through the last remaining snow drifts up to the Lion Ridge aid station, which will also allow us to log out the trail up high. Uh, we have to log out from Watson's Monument all the way to halfway between Red Star and Lion and, and Duncan Canyon Aid Station. That that that's part of the course that we have not been on yet, which is quite a chunk of trail. Ten days out to have not had any eyes on it. So the the camp out weekend is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We got I think thirty five runners each, or thirty five volunteers each day. Not necessarily all runners. There are some equestrians. <laughs> Um, and we'll be um, we'll be trying to 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 get the majority of the of those those last remaining trails logged out. Where should people, uh, guests, volunteers, and like family and friends go leading up to the next ten days to be kind of monitoring the latest news? Where would be the best places for them to be keeping tabs on? Well, I'll, I'll be posting stuff on uh, Twitter's where I really try to use the, the micro communications uh, I'll, I'll, both on my personal account and the Western States account. I'll be posting pictures. I'll post another toilet picture. I think I'm going to go up and take a picture of the Robinson flat toilet tomorrow. I'll post that so you can gauge the, the, the snow melt. Um, and then the runners will get an email from me uh, probably this weekend or Monday with the latest conditions. Um, okay. But but yeah, it's um, it's it's challenging when you can't get to the course until uh, really close to the race. Yeah, that is going to be tricky. And how many man hours of trail work this year? I imagine it was record. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's record yet, but uh, John Katz just tallied it up for me. Uh, we had almost 150 volunteers, unique unique volunteers. Many of them are double, triple, ten times. 12, 12 times. And I think it's 2,600 hours. We, we had a, we had a really big volunteer effort in 2014 after the American fire. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we, this isn't unprecedented. Th these numbers are not unprecedented, but it's incredible how, how many people come out 
and many, many times they're, they're people who don't run the race. They're not even ultra runners. They just, they're, they want to help Topher has something. I would just say Craig, like Diana is humble. This has been a massive, massive undertaking this year. I mean, it was the biggest snowfall year in, in parts of California in, in the history of the state. We had massive rain lower down on the course. The fires came late in the season. And Craig and all of these volunteers and, and John Katz, our trail manager, like went into action literally before the fire was extinguished. And we're already working with public and, and private um, landowners to, to, to build a plan. This was a year-round, this was a year-round effort to even have the trail ready. And, and really the entirety of the course is remarkable this year. And I think what, what many of the listeners maybe don't recognize that with the uniqueness of the Western States course is much of this trail is not managed by 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 public organizations. You know, you go to UTMB, for example, there's not a team that that is doing specific trail work. That's all done by the communities and um in in all of the, the local communities. Same thing in Marin here. You know, they're, they're, that's run by the local uh, governments in the in the state governments, federal governments. Obviously, we get some help there, but this trail is a year-round work. And Craig and the team literally have been killing themselves. Um, you know, if you if you've seen you, you see Craig, we we saw him a few weeks ago, and literally his foot was almost falling off. Not quite this. I'm 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 dramatizing for a moment, but but. But the but it is real work, and um, and I think you know to the point on volunteer hours. I think we're we must be pushing close to that record number. We certainly know from a cost standpoint, we had a lot of external uh, help, and we did a lot of fundraising this year, and we we've spent up to ten x our our normal trail budget to prepare the, for the race this year. Just to put that in context. And yeah, so it's that's amazing. We, and we've had a big turnout when Craig has asked for help. We, you know, everyone shares it and then people just help. It's uh, it sounds like people love the trail in Western States and they always come out. So back to the trail, obviously you're going to get your feet wet. There's a lot of snow, but how about the upper Creek crossings like Duncan Creek or anything different? It's a dumb question, but I'm sure it's different. Yeah. Dunk. Well, you probably get wet in Granite Chief, although I haven't been up there yet. We'll probably have feet on the ground and eyes on it on Monday. If it, if it stays snow covered, you might, might be a little drier, but if it melts out, like in 2017, it melted just the days before the race. And there's so much water being discharged of the, on those springs. Uh, you're probably, I would expect to get wet there. Uh, Duncan Creek uh, is raging. As of last weekend, it was really raging. We installed a cable. Matt Keyes installed a, a rope, not a cable, a rope to help runners get across. We suspect that, or we expect that the water will subside a little bit because there's not a huge shed for that creek. It's not like the American River. It's a, it's a smaller watershed. But right now, it's it's under below 40 degrees because it's melting right there and it's just raging. I don't know if you saw Arlen Glick's uh, Strava video. <laughs> was He was taking a video with one hand and his phone on one hand and one hand on the rope. It was, it was, it was sketchy, uh, but we'll have Matt Keyes will be out there with his daughter on race day, helping runners get across. And we expect to have a Starlink. So we'll have a live video of this Creek crossing, which yeah. is in, in, in some of the bigger snow years in the past, we would do the snow route and we wouldn't cross the creek with this kind of uh, snow melt. So it may be a little different than what we've seen in, in, in other years. Um, but the water is, there's so much water up high that they're not going to be able to withhold water at Oxbow Dam. So we can't lower the water for the 78 mile crossing of the American River. So that will be on by rafts this year. Okay, so you get both a water crossing and a raft. You get both this year. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose. You will go across one of them. Yeah, <laughs> one. Right. you will get wet. 
Nice. The good thing is there's water everywhere. All the creeks are running, not just those main creeks, yeah. but there's so many tributaries, there's so many small creeks. You're going to be able to stay wet. If it is a warm day, you'll be able to stay wet for probably the whole course. Maybe, maybe the burn area, the descent from Deadwood down to El Dorado might be a, a little dry, but everything else, there, there's so much water flowing. Yeah. And so the Granite Chief uh, Trail Project, that's probably, that's obviously that, did any of that happen last fall before the snow or... Is that kind of been on hold? It, it was delayed last year. It was a three-year project to reroute the trail in Granite Chief uh, from Watson Monument, well, a little bit east of Watson, west of Watson Monument to Lion Ridge Aid Station. It was supposed to start last year, but we couldn't get uh, labor because the the labor shortages. We couldn't get enough uh, workers to do it. So it's going to start this year. And unfortunately, it's getting delayed a little bit because of the snowpack, they're, they're going to start a little later. But fortunately, the Backcountry CCC, which is, is the group that's going to be doing the majority of the work, uh, we're going to have them early. So they're going to work for us on other parts of the trail. And that is one of the, the two days I just added. And I shared that there'll be opportunities in July after the race. We're going to be working on a section with uh, backcountry CCC and the, the, the rest of the Granite Chief project will occur in 2024 and 2025. And so once folks get out of the snow and out of the ice water and down and uh, down onto the moon section where it's just dry and desolate, I mean, you guys have done so much work out there. If it's a hot day, it's going to be pretty, pretty rough out there, pretty exposed from what, like Forest Hill down. Well, even no, even earlier than that, uh, the climb to Devil's Thumb has a little more sun, um, but that's such a steep wall, a steep climb. It's it's not that hot. Um, it's kind of mosaic when you get to Devil's Thumb, so there's some shade, and then when you get past the pump, it burned really hot, and all the hazard trees are removed, and it's moonscape from from just past the pump to El Dorado Creek Bridge. That, that's going to be the hottest area. Fortunately, it's downhill, but it's it's going to be very hot. And then as you climb out of El Dorado towards Michigan Bluff, it's it's not all hot. And the, and the orientation is such that I think for the majority of the people, it's already going to be, the sun's already going to be behind the hill. Uh, so it won't be, it won't be crazy hot like the descent to El Dorado Creek. And then when you get to Forest Hill, down to the the Patton Road fuel break, which is between Cal One and Cal Two, uh, there are parts that are burned that burned really hot, and there are other parts that are mosaic. For the leaders, they're probably going to notice that it's significantly more exposed. For the majority of the pack, it's going to be it's going to be dark, um, so it probably isn't going to going to matter that much that one, one interesting um <laughs> artifact of this fire is the visual the line of sight on the trail is going to be going to be different when you leave cal one you go quite a ways and you can look back and you can see cal one you never would were could see that before so from a competitive standpoint it, it could be interesting you'll be able to see your 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 competitors if they're if they're close enough and then after that after you go past the Patton road fuel break um there's no there's no fire damage. So it'll be shady and green, all this rain, the creeks are flowing. Um, it should be, it should be normal after that. Yeah, it's going to be a great year just for watching the elite race the, and just the differences and getting out there and watching it on the course is different. So it's going to be really a, such a fun, a year to remember for sure. The 50th year is going to be the year to remember for sure. So yeah. we're going to get yeah. into, a, we're going to talk about elite runners in just a minute and, all the live streaming, but real quick, I want to get into, uh, we're going to have our our giveaway here in a minute, our Njinji, but you know what goes well with Njinji are my brand new Cthulhu Gators. Oh, he sings, they're our new sponsor of the show. I love these things. I got a pair of Cocodona and I got this new bird called an Instigator. It's a trail version of this, has the Duralink step on the bottom, uh, has a thousand mile warranty. So it's just really, a, it's a durable, it's a durable gator. It's a low profile, adjustable. You can replace the bottom strap. The zipper on the top is, is large, so it doesn't get the mud. 
I use it at Superior. I use it at Rio in the rain. I've used it in the mud. I've used it San Diego in the grit. It just, you can take it off without taking off your shoe. You can pull it, pull it open and take your shoe off, change your socks. Man, I love these things. They're light, uh, stretch, uh, woven nylon construction. And uh, they're in Flagstaff, so they really know durable stuff. So right now, you can get uh, free shipping on your Cthulhu's if you go to the website and use our code, the mile 99, and get expedited free shipping on them. But they're lightweight. It's just a great shoe. You know, it, it would work great for stage because it's not too hot, but it's really durable. So with that, Jessica, I know you tried them out this weekend, right? And you, you kind of thought they were pretty good. Yeah, I didn't think that I was a gator girl. Um, and so I put them on and I know you and Mike or you and Greg do that. And I'm, you know, jumping on board, um, testing out the product, you know, all this stuff. And it was so unnoticeable. Like it wasn't tighter on my ankle. I didn't pull on my shoestring. I didn't feel the the band underneath. When you first look at it, you're like, this is going to, I'm going to step on it or it's going to trip on a rock. You really you get it in the right spot and you don't notice it at all. Um, and my socks, when I was playing gingies, the only part that was showing was dirty, but everything else underneath it was clean. <laughs> it was so nice. Um, so I went over, I really like them. It's just um, a really durable, simple thing to keep your feet taken care of during these long pushes. I got Waldo coming up. So I have big miles. I got to take care of my feet. So I got all the good stuff coming. Speaking of keeping your feet good. And Jindy has taken care of the mile 99 for quite some time. Now they're taking care of our community. We're getting close to our 99th episode. We're going to keep rolling these giveaways. So we have two in Jindy bundles that are going to go out today. And I'm going to do my very official uh, raffle here. Oops, that doesn't count. We're going to start again. Okay, we got two. Our first one is, and these are all Instagram names. Our first one is Snowbird Junkie. So we will reach out to you and get you hooked up with our Njinji person and you're going to get a bundle. So that's our first one. Congratulations. And our second one is James CK. Oh, this is James um, Mick. I think he's joining Western States this year. Anyways, James, you won too. We'll be in contact. Thank you guys for joining our giveaway, sharing and all that stuff. It really helps us. Um, so yeah, so exciting. We'll be in contact after the show, guys. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, those are great, great socks to wear. You know, uh, great thing to wear in your feet for Western States and have a lot of pair handy. It's not you're going to be needing to change your socks a lot. So uh, before we got to the commercial, Craig talked about, you know, the line of sight and the elite race being probably different this year. So what's, I mean, the elite races, let's talk about who, who you guys are keeping your eyes on out there this year. You want it tougher? Uh, sure, I can I can kick off. I mean, as you know, we have a very transparent uh, entry process into Western States, being it that it's the most uh, one of the most difficult races statistically to enter. And that is including the, the elite. So we always invite back our top 10 runners, uh, male and female runners each year. Uh, and we also um, then have our golden ticket race series. It's a global race series now. We've got, I think, seven races that um, bring in 28 additional runners in total. And um, we always take the top two male and female runners from each of the golden ticket races. And so we've got it. We've got a fantastic global field of runners you know, interestingly, we we have neither our returning uh, male or female champion. So, um, you know, Adam Peterman is is not coming back this year, and Ruth Croft as well. Both fields are insanely deep, um, and uh, so the the front front of the race is going to be incredible. You know, arguably the the, the women's race is even more uh, more stacked than the men's race this year, and. Um, and so I think, you know, you've, you've got a lot of names on both sides, but I'll just toss a few out there on the women's side. Um, you have, of course, Courtney DeWalter, uh, who is coming back. Uh, you know, we were, um, we, we, we were at a wedding together a few weeks ago, and, as, and we said, well, what do, you, what do you think Western States? And she goes, well, I'm batting 500 at Western States, actually. I've, you know, I've won it once, I've dropped once. So I'm looking to improve on my batting average. 
So uh, you can't, you can uh, always guarantee she'll show up uh, race ready. Um, and we've got the returning UTMB champ, or we've got the current UTMB champion with uh, Katie Scheid. Uh, we've got Ida Nelson, uh, Keely Henninger, who's back in, very exciting. Um, and we have also Devin Yanko, Katie Asmith, Taylor Nolan, uh, Ye- uh, Leah Yingling, Emily Hoggood, of course, Camille Heron, and uh, a fan favorite here at um, Western States, Casey Lichtai, going for her ninth finish this or her ninth finish this year. And so it's a it's an insanely uh, stacked uh, race this year. And Heather Jackson, who I think we're all really interested in, Heather um, earned her golden ticket at, at uh, Black Canyon. Um, and she's a, uh, you know, a, a professional triathlete that's, that's turned ultra running and just that hybrid is, is, is really exciting. And then, you know, on the, on the men's side, of course, you've got, uh, the second place finisher last year, Machu Blanchard, who is running his first Western States. We've got two Chinese runners that, uh, gained entry through, uh, the, the um, race in Thailand, the UTMB race in Thailand. That was a golden ticket race for us. Of course, Hayden Hawks, another fan favorite, you know, he's second place last year, Arlen Glick, Tyler Green, um, Ludovic Pomeray uh, from France, all top 10 runners last year. Um, Alex Nichols, Cody Reed, uh, and um, Tom Evans, who also earned a, a golden ticket. I think one of the most interesting stories is Dakota Jones, who set an incredibly fast time. I'm not sure if it was a course record time last year at Havelina to earn his golden ticket. He actually is riding his bike from Salt Lake City to the start. Um, uh, And so he's literally in the middle of Nevada as we speak, uh, literally on his bike, bike camping his way across uh, the state of Nevada to California. He's raising money for Footprints his nonprofit organization that's helping future environmental activists. And um, I think he's uh, absolutely going to be, he used to be called Young Money Jones, and, and I would put my money on Dakota to be right there at, uh, at the finish this year. Um, and Cole Watson's an awesome story. And of course, Anthony Costales. Those are just some of the names I've, I've, I've been looking at. Man, it's going to be a, such a fun race, especially when the, the winner is, don't come back. It's anybody's race. It's going to be so fun. So you have a couple of special considerations or some interesting entries as well this year, right? You have a your special consideration entry. Is, it, is that what it's called? Uh, well, autistic runners? No, we have we have one of them did get in special consideration. We have two autistic runners. One of them is nonverbal, uh, which is it's he's going to have a pacer the whole way. It's pretty hard to imagine being able to do a race like this and not articulate what's going on with your body. So uh, he's been training uh, regularly after we put the rope across Duncan Creek, we contacted and said, uh, you might want to practice going across the river water. Cause when they found out we were going to do boats for the river crossing, it was like a big relief. Right. Um, So they went out and practiced the next day. They went out and practiced crossing Oh, great. Uh, and then there's another autistic runner from Arizona. He He's verbal. Um, but for that community, it's just incredible that that they're that they're going to even attempt Western states. It, it's not a gimme. The, these are these are really this is really hard for, for both of those uh, men. It's going to be it's going to be really challenging. But I met John, is, is John the kid's name. I met him at Rio. Is that his name? Yeah, John Almeida. Yeah. Yeah, I met him at Rio on the ALT loop out there with his pacer. Yeah, it was just uh it's a whole different way. It's it's a different way to, to run a race, man. It's just so hard just being able to talk and yeah. Yeah. And then and then we also have a 75-year-old Gene Dykes, who ran yeah, 29, 29 hours in, at Havelina to to qualify. He'll be the oldest uh, finisher if, if he finishes. He'll be the oldest finisher. Wow! Um, by a couple of years, so it's amazing. And you guys are representing uh, thirty different countries. And also, a note here that eighty-five percent are first-time runners, which we appreciate that. 
<laughs> yeah, that that number came of the original lottery, so it, it may be a little different now that we've uh, you know gone down to fifty on the wait list. But it's approximately that eighty five percent. Some someone will do the calculation and tell me I'm wrong, but it's it's somewhere around there, uh, which is cool. You know, I, I write these emails and I sometimes I feel like oh my god, I'm writing the same thing that I write every year. Well, eighty five percent of them have never seen it before, so. It's it's news and and it's new to them. So yeah, when you finally get the emails, you're like you yeah you take them, you're welcome. I'm sure, and that kind of means you're in the race. Yeah, the the open rate is really high. Yeah, yeah, and, and so and the wait list really moved this year. I mean, it, it was the same for a lot of years, but it really moved. Uh, our local Maria, she got in just last week. We're super excited about that. Yep. Yep. So one of the reasons early on when we only accepted 50, the ticket counts for the lottery reset as soon as you got on the entrance list, which was kind of kind of in inhumane. It felt inhumane. If someone got injured before they got to the start, they lost all their tickets. Now we reset the ticket counts when you start the race. So it makes it a little easier for people to pull out now. And I think that's contributing to going farther down on the wait list is you're not going to lose your tickets. And probably half the people that withdraw say, I'm just confirming, Craig, I'm not going to lose my lottery tickets if I pull out. So it's it's much better if they don't start when they're injured or they've got other things going on in their, on their life that have prevented them from, from training the way they want to. So I, I think 75 on the wait list is, is the right number. For the next few years, unless unless things change again, it's it's kind of drawn out at the lottery when we're when we're picking those last, you know, seventy five folks. It's like, oh, why are we doing this? But well, a couple of locals got in recently, and it was really fun, including Maria. Yes, yeah, and really Reggie cool. Reggie White got in a couple oh, yeah. or two ago. So that's cool. I mean, that's fun. yeah, it's fun to see some people you know get in. The locals, it's always great. Uh, so friends of the trail, Jessica, we got some friends of the trail this year, some special, some of our local favorite people got the awards this year. And uh, she has some ready to go. Uh, Jim Kepfer and Scott Bosberg got friends of the trail. So congrats to those guys they are both great stewards of the trail and, and, you know, just, yeah, endless help. These guys are always at the top doing stuff. So thanks to them and congrats to both those guys. Yeah, we gave we gave them out uh, on Tuesday night here at my house, and they were both very surprised. J- Jim Kepfer, you'll never hear him tooting his own horn about how much he works. Uh, he he's one of my top spa- uh, swampers. Uh, he's right there. He carries the saw. He refuels my saw. He he does everything except put a new chain on. But we're working on that. Uh, and he was just completely surprised. And Scott Vosberg's been he's done a lot for the race in, in many different areas, but uh, El Dorado Creek is where he's been helping. And last year, the El Dorado Creek, Creek captain had a, a medical condition. And Monday of race week, he said, I can't be at the race this year. And Scott filled in. Hmm. One day of race week, he filled in as captain and he absolutely no drama on his part. He wasn't asking me all kinds of questions. He just, he just competently uh, captain that aid station it was absolutely amazing, and and he also has helped with a couple sponsor sponsor um, uh, projects with us. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to help, and I mean, there's so many different aspects to Western states and and the trail. There's a lot of ways to get back, and a lot of it people love it. They just they'll jump in anytime you need help. You can find someone that. So those two guys are good examples of guys like that. So and we and we haven't given out all the Friends of the Trail awards. I just gave out those two, and then we gave a third one uh, last weekend to Jim hmm. uh, uh, Arcularius, who captains the parking shuttle at the top of Driver's Lot. A thankless job, doesn't get to watch the race. He hangs out at the top of Driver's Lot and 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 monitors people coming in and out. Uh, but we'll be giving out more during the race and many of the aid station captains nominate their their volunteers and we gave them the the friend of the trail awards and they'll give them out on race weekend so if don't don't think that you 
you, you, you lost your chance of getting in the front of the trail where it still could happen. We're, we're giving out quite a few this year. So really, that's a good idea to let the ACSs because they're going to, they're going to be tuned into a different group of people, people Absolutely. that are going to the radar. They just volunteer. Maybe they're not a runner. Maybe they're not on, on, on Instagram and, but they still are there. So it's a good way to let, to maybe open up. So everybody, you know, who's giving back is recognized. So that's great. So with that, I want to chat about uh, real quick Topher live stream changes. You know, you guys are kind of developing some new technologies the last couple of years. The race, the race industry has been changing dramatically. What's new this year, Topher? Yeah, Mike, I mean, this is our so this will be our third year of the live broadcast. And each year it keeps getting better. Uh, and I think some of the most noteworthy elements this year, we've added uh, a more formalized uh, pre-show that will now be hosted by uh, Corinne Malcolm and Dylan Bowman. Uh, we have six hours of live content that kicks off Thursday morning with a welcome, actually with, with uh, Diana and Craig uh, opening up the, the, the race weekend. And uh, we, do a, we do a two hour block on Thursday from nine to 11. We do an afternoon session. I believe it's, um, it's two to four on Thursday next week. Uh, let me just confirm that with you. Yeah, it's two to four on Thursday. And then we do one final live broadcast, nine to 11 on uh, Friday. And that's gonna be a combination of race organizers, partners, elite athletes, interesting um, stories that we think are really compelling for people to follow along the way. And then the live broadcast will kick off at 4.15 a.m. on Western States' YouTube channel. Uh, we found that the YouTube platform um, is the best global platform. We had over 100 different uh, countries tune in to the live uh, webcast last year. We had over 875,000 impressions, 270,000 unique viewers during the live broadcast. And we had over 27,000 chat interactions. So it's, it's a really, uh, it's a massive event for us. It's a 31 hour live continuous broadcast. Billy Yang, who is uh, on our board, also serves as the live uh, webcast um, director and producer of the of programming. And um, we're in our third year, so we're starting to hit stride a, a bit more from the standpoint everyone knows their role on the team. We've got a great production company that helps with a, with a live studio right at the finish line. <clears throat> and probably the biggest thing we continue to improve on is the satellite coverage of the live uh, running uh, of the race. So, you know, last year, thanks to Elon Musk, we, we launched with two uh, Starlink uh, satellites that were, were uh, able to uh, upload live video content of the race. Um, we'll have, uh, I think, four this year. So more spots along the race course that people will follow on. And then we have an enormous group of um, volunteer videographers, filmers, drone operators, uh, in-field correspondents that are covering the race. You know, we're, we're very appreciative of, of all the volunteers on the, on, the, on the live broadcast side as well. Jamil will be coming from Aravipa. He comes and, and he volunteers his time race weekend. Uh, we've been inspired by some of the things he's done at his races. So there's a lot of sharing of best practices between what UTMB is doing, what uh, Aravipa is doing, what we're doing, Broken Arrow. We're just so unique because 100 miles that course, so remote, very little cell coverage. And so the satellite technology is really helping that. Corinne and Di uh, Corinne uh, Malcolm and, and Dylan will run what we call the top 10 shift. That's the start until the 10th place female finisher. And then we have a silver buckle shift that really is that overnight shift where we'll have live hosts. And we, we like to honor every single runner's finish. That's part of our, our, our broadcast. That's part of Bill, uh, Billy's vision is to make sure we honor everyone from the first person to cross the finish line to the final finisher. And then finally that we have from 7.30 a.m. until 
uh, 11 a.m. We call that the golden hour shift. That's the sort of the most coveted hosting shift because those are the stories that are tear jerkers for sure and nail biters. And um, and so it's a yeah, it's a it's a great. Uh, I would say this for those of you who um, can't be there live, or even if you are there live, the best way to follow all the action is on our YouTube channel. And you literally can learn more about not just the race, but about the sport. And, you know, if you've got someone who sort of thinks like, yeah, ultra running is just weird or it's crazy or I don't get it. Or why do people do this? Lay people that like that's just too far removed. Have them tune in and then talk to them on Monday and talk to them about the experience. I, I had this experience with a few people that know absolutely nothing about ultra running. And we had the, the Monday afternoon. It was just awesome uh, talking to them. If somebody wants to be involved with that particular part of the race, who should they reach out to? We've got a, we've got a volunteer point person, Katie, uh, Craig, her last name. Uh, I will get it for you, Mike, and put it in the chat. Um, and, um, and that's great. I will put it in the chat because I think, um, uh, she, she would be great. Billy Yang, of course you can reach out to, but Katie is, is leading and coordinating all of our volunteer work. So I will get her name and contact details and toss it in the chat. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's always fun is volunteering is there's something for everybody, whatever you're good at your niche in the world, there's, there's a place for you. So it's always fun to try different things out. Uh, yeah, those those live streams. That's gonna be that's so fun because you, you can middle of the night, two in the morning. You can if you're getting up, you check your phone, you watch for a half hour, and you and you want to just run right down to the finish line and like stay there. It's yeah, it's so addicting. You're not gonna get any work done over the weekend for sure. Oh, Diana. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna reiterate that um, for so many people who can't be near, like Topher said. Um, you know, my family is all on the East Coast and has heard about Western states for so long, but really, you know, and they've heard about it in terms of the race and volunteering and board work and everything else. But to follow the live stream is pretty incredible. It just brings you up close and personal, both about the history of the event, the runners, uh, getting to see portions of the course is really incredible. In fact, my 95-year-old uh uh, mother-in-law was was riveted. She said she could not tear herself away from listening and watching the um, the live stream. That it was really just awesome. so much fun. Um, so yeah, no, it's a great way for others to just get to share in it. Well, and even for a local, like when you, I'm at Robinson Flat all day, and when I leave there, I go, where am I? What is going on? And it is such a simple thing that when I get to Forest Hill, I turn on that and I can figure out where my people are, figure out where the race is. Because um, sometimes you're so busy at an aid station that you get done, you're like, I still want to be part of it, but I, where do I go? Um, before we all used to just go straight to the finish, but now we can um, follow the live stream and really know where to go to support people or, um, yeah. So we love it, Topher. Great addition. What's up, Craig? Right on. So, in, in, it, for those who, are not going to be watching this. Uh, we posted a recruitment for uh, volunteers on Facebook four days ago. So you can look on our Facebook page and get all the, all the details. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, it's come a long way. Years ago, I worked a station called where's my runner in forest Hill. And we've come a long way from, from the, some guy on a laptop, you know, trying to find where the runner is, you know, so can I, can I add a little bit more? In addition to the live broadcast, uh, ultralive.net is going to be much better. We, we've, we've, we're using different technology, the same technology that's been used at UTMB. Ted Knudsen ha has, the, has the equipment now, and he, he's been using it. At, he used it at Cool Moon. He uh, used it at Lake Sonoma. Uh, so we should have, you'll, you should see continued faster results and more reliable results posted real time. Yeah, I bugged Ted all weekend at Cool Moon because he was so fortunate to be right next to me on the mic um, <laughs> overnight. But how fast he can look stuff up, like, um, was incredible. He's come, that technology has come. I mean, it's just instant and really great. So anyone who doesn't want to necessarily follow the live stream, ultralive.net is the best place. 
get all your and that, and that tool is also helping us track the runners better. So yeah, it's got the front end that displays where your runners are, what what's going on with the runners, but it helps us in the back end when we're looking for a runner, runners unaccounted for. Uh, th- those tools are, are powerful on the back end that no one ever sees. But thank you, Ted. And one of the one of the biggest pieces that Ted is is integrating into it, which I think he he worked a, a bit with the UTMB folks as well on some of that back end, is the predictive nature of predicting when a runner will be to the next aid station, which is massively comforting to uh, crew, pacers, and even people that are just like following along. And so that that predictive measure is is really, really cool. And that's a I think that's going to become the new sort of gold st- standard of live timing and, and Ted's rolling that out in a really cool way uh, with, with West States. Yeah, because not everybody's bringing their math friend that's doing no. the math. It's, we all got a friend like that that knows that stuff. But I'm I love math, but it's still there's a lot going on to try to figure out. When are they going to be there? You know, and you're trying to drive all these back roads. Yeah, that's going to be very helpful. So we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to say this is the 50th anniversary. So that's pretty big. What was happening around the 50th anniversary? You want it, Diana? Go ahead. You take it. Um, so we are going to, um, well, if you've looked at our website, you'll see we have a new, uh, special logo celebrating the, um, acknowledging the 50th. And, uh, so we had a great team, um, and great artists helping us put that together. And then, um, we are going to have a, uh, event of, a a panel, actually, Craig, I'm not sure I should be the one answering this. Uh, we are going to have a panel of uh, celebrity runners um, and personalities from over the years doing, a, is it called the Veterans Panel? It's called the Legends of Western States Panel, and it's at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Thursday, the 22nd. Yes, so that will be a good opportunity to celebrate our history and uh, celebrate some of the uh, legends of our race. Um, and then I, th- I believe, is there also, are you looking at the schedule? Is there also a um, event after that or is it just the legends panel? I just, think the legends yeah. panel, I, I, I can tell you this, that um, Billy and the production team have done an enormous amount of awesome, awesome content that will be, uh, sprinkled in throughout our 30-hour broadcast. And this will be featuring some of the original uh, founders of the event, Tavis uh, Runners, Gordy, um, many of the, the early female champions. Um, and so, you know, w- without tipping our hat on everything we're doing, um, what I will say is tune in the live broadcast. And that's why, you know, like you're going to have a historical perspective of Western states like you've never had before. And it's really cool. One small little factoid for you guys, because this was a debate for us. And just to clarify, it's the 50th year or the 50th annual Western states, not technically the 50th anniversary. It's not the 50th running. It's our 50th year. And um, we're celebrating 50 once. We're celebrating it this year, um, but um, just to just to clarify, we'll, we'll just call it the fiftieth, uh, the fiftieth annual Western States. We've been running every year, so small nuance. But believe it or not, there was a lot of debate on what exact year, how we qualify for when we're going to celebrate it. We chose the celebration on the earliest opportunity, which is this year. I love that, and um, I was very clear in my language that it was the fiftieth anniversary, not the fiftieth running. Anyone knows that, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's still work to be done, even though a race didn't happen a couple times. There was still work, so we're celebrating fifty years of work uh, for the Western States. You got it. Yeah, we love it. So we've already come to an hour. So what we're going to do is we're going to close this show. We're going to talk about what we have coming up. Our 99th episode is coming after Western States with none other than John Trent, who has a book or two that he's going to talk to us about running towards life. And I think someone had, anyways. Yeah, I have the second one. I have his, oops, can you see it? Uh, well, if you can't see it, it's uh, second, second Sunrise. Yeah, the Western <laughs> State book. Yeah. Um, 
So we're, we're pretty excited to have him. Uh, he just finished San Diego as well. Um, and with his daughter, Katie, he's got a wonderful, beautiful, good feel story. He's wonderful human. We're very excited to be celebrating our 99th episode with John Trent. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. If you like what you see, go ahead and send us a Venmo at, at the mile 99 interview or follow us simply Instagram and Facebook at the mile 99 interview. If you want to hang on for the post show, it's free for June because we love you guys so much. We're going to wrap this show up. We will see everyone on the trails. Have a good night. Thanks, Craig and Diana and Topher. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Goodbye.